Hello and welcome to the 55.1 Podcast. My name is Wes Berdine. Joining me via Skype, Alex Schieferdecker in Philadelphia. How are you, man? I am doing great. You know, last night, this is uh, Sunday night, we had a tornado warning at 3.30 in the morning. Whoa. Everyone in like South Jersey and the Philadelphia area was woken up by sudden outbreak of Minnesota weather. Um, and then there turned out to not be a tornado. Which is I it thought like, that I thought that warnings meant that a tornado had been spotted, but apparently not. Is it like weirdly warm there or something? What's what's going on? It actually like, got it, this storm brought a cold front, so it got oh. um, got down to the freezing temperatures of fifty degrees today. Ooh, yeah, yeah that sounds really terrible. Um, yep. Well, all right, thank you. I'm glad that you survived. We're going to have uh, Rodrigo Sanchez Cheveria joining us in a bit, but he's running a bit late, and we didn't want to go too late on this. Eric uh, Silverbrenneman is in San Francisco uh, with his family, and so right now it's you and me, Wes and Alex. Um, and, uh, and you know, we're obviously on this podcast going to talk about the opening of Cloud City. Uh, we're going to talk about that weird-ass game between Minnesota United and New York City FC. That's obviously going to be most of the show. But, uh, you know, I, I want to throw it to you and figure out, like, did you did you get to watch any other soccer this weekend? Do you have any other uh, tidbits you want to give us? I actually did not watch a lot of the soccer besides the Minnesota game. That was kind of too much for me. I did yeah. see a little bit of the Kansas City-New York Red Bulls game. Uh, which I think we should probably talk a little bit about because there was uh, some 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 interesting shenanigans in the way that that ended. But um. yeah, I, I mean, let's talk about it. I mean, I know Rodrigo wanted to hit it, but dude's late, so screw him. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was most notable for the um, you know late in the game, uh, Kaku, who's been f- frustrated all season long. Um, uh, you know, uh, uh, Kansas City got a later uh, tying goal, and he just gets angry, and he's on uh, basically right on the sideline, and kind of kicks the ball angrily at the um, advertising boards. It goes high and hits a guy in the f- first row. He gets sent off. Um, the guy in the first row gets sent off. Yeah, yeah the guy in the case. You should never get in the way of a ball, guys. You should know. Um, no, Kaku gets sent off and and, uh, and and does it in a way, you know, has this real smug thing. Later after the game, you know, the game, this was a couple minutes left in the game, and after the game, Red Bulls players kind of went over and kind of checked on the guy. Um, but it was a, a hard kick, right? I didn't see where it hit the guy, but almost hit a ball kid. Caught him and in the face, I thought. Did it, oh Jesus! Yeah, I mean that that'll like yeah, that's a lot if you're not prepared and you're just like hanging out drinking with your buddies or heckling someone and you get a ball in the face. Um, afterwards, Luis Robles also like had this weird like you know um, just stuck his head straight in the sand. Yeah, uh, look, it's after a game. I can't really. Uh, fully always blame someone for what they're saying after the game because it's you've got a lot on your mind but he said like oh well you know it's a risky run being in the front row and it's like no dude that's not (laughs) you getting hit by a ball not getting a ball kicked directly at you um yeah i don't know five game ban well i mean that's really what you know that that sums up sort of kaku's season right he wanted to be in club america that transfer didn't work out. He's been sort of in and out of the lineup because there are these off-the-field stuff. And then he 
tries to hit the advertising boards with a ball and ends up hitting a fan. And, and yeah, five. I think he may be out for more games. I mean, it's, well, you can't just take a rip at a ball and kick it into the crowd. That's nuts. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and the thing about his, his attempted move to, to Club America was um, he and his agent were basically complaining that he was worth too much. And they were trying to devalue him, which is just like, you know, the opposite of what you should be doing. Uh, well, but, and also the reason, I mean, he didn't go and then Club America turned their attention to Nicholas Benedetti watch and yeah. ruined all of our, you know, grand plans. So. Benedetti scored a goal, I think, recently. I, I, I think should he's be, been very good for them. We need to check in to, with Adam Jarvie, but I think or, that Benedetti has been excellent. Or Mark, I think Mark Fangmeyer is still on, on uh, intense uh, <laughs> Benedetti watch, although he has moved on to a guy named Vila. Via? Via watches what he's on now. David Via. <laughs> Rodrigo's in the house. Ooh, doing the samurai top knot as well. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Rodrigo. I know. No one can see me, so thanks for pointing that out. Um, we, we should more often have podcasts where the members of the podcast show up midway through the introduction. It's <laughs> sort of like a sitcom with people coming through the door. There was an extra time radio of like a month ago, a few weeks ago, where Bobby Warshaw just disappeared in the middle and like just did not come back. <laughs> and I legit, because I really like Bobby and I know him a little bit, I legit thought, shit, oh, wow. dude, like is he, is something going, because then I, I didn't, maybe I didn't listen the next week or something like that. And I was like, is he still with MLS? And I heard him like a week later i was fired like, mid i was like or like just he quit thing. he was like you know what because i think someone had asked him about a game he was ready to talk about and he just left and who got was the coffee. uh who worked for mls who had who had a rant about um i had to delete a tweet that they sent out about how, like mls oh somebody 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 ranted about how the one of the mls teams that played um in the champions league and the, how they lost is it, is it is it KC that lost like five or four? yeah five nothing yeah yeah, yeah I don't know who was it that, that tweeted yeah I don't know who was it that tweeted but someone tweeted that you know the MLS stinks the MLS sucks and then I'm done I'm done I'm done and then like an hour later like I had to delete that tweet and then this was an MLS guy I, I someone who oh. works um, interesting in in media in that I'm, sense. I miss much this. bigger than me so probably would not be an MLS guy they, yeah. they but um uh. Anyway, how are you, man? Are you fully recovered from the the home opener? I want coffee. <laughs> yeah. yeah, constantly. But I, I'm glad to see you back in your body. You know, yeah. I have you a had, voice too. I'm yeah, you had a your out of body experience was yeah. was very notable that day. So yeah, yeah. Well, we'll talk. We'll talk all about the the home opener. Uh, we talked a little bit about Kaku. Uh, did you have Did you have anything else from the weekend you wanted to talk about? Um, from the weekend, um, well, Seattle. And that Toronto game was was very interesting. Did Rui Diaz score? Uh, then it's not worth uh, talking about. Yeah, that's, that's. Rui Diaz goal to Buwat still. Um, so uh, I, I will say I am actually like uh, legit excited about Champions League. Spurs are actually okay, and so I can actually be excited about it. Arsenal's um, in fourth now, so yeah, Ajax. Um, all about Ajax. Yeah, yeah, it's Ajax. You know, Ajax are, are uh, have a one-one. Uh, draw in the first leg from against Juventus. I know, yeah, we talked a little bit about Ajax when you weren't on the show, Alex. I'm sure you listened because you are an avid listener of your own show when you're not here. But, um, you know, Ajax and Juventus uh, is, is at the same time as Barcelona-Manchester United on Tuesday. Um, we'll op- I'll open up the bar early for that. And then um, Wednesdays, I, I bartend. So that's City and... And Liga uh, mixed day, and. Uh, Tottenham Hotspur, as well as this other team called FC Porto, and I think they're playing 
someone from England. Um, well, I'm, I'm all for a Ajax. It's just just so I don't see any more Juventus news or anything to do with Juventus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, anywhere. So the, the real bummer is for me as a Spurs fan. Uh, Spurs are up one nil over over City. You know, it's still they still have to go to City. It's still going to be tough. But um, if they win, they play Ajax, and it, it's basically like the year where they came in second to Leicester City, where it would have been great if Man if if Tottenham won this. Uh, title, but of course everyone wanted Leicester to win, right? You know, and now of course everyone wants Ajax to win, and so Ajax will go. Hopefully, they'll 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 t- win uh, against Juventus. Hopefully, Spurs will win, and then it'll be like, yeah, I, I want Ajax to win, but um, you know, and and Ajax Ajax winning over Liverpool in the in the final would be pretty amazing. Ajax winning it all would be amazing, but if they're not going to win it all, let's let let's let have Spurs, Spurs have a chance. I guess. Yeah. On that note. All right. On, <laughs> on that, that note, note, let's take a break. We'll come back, and then it's time for Cloud City Talk. Back on the Fifty Five One podcast, it's Rodrigo, Alex, and Wes, and um, this week's podcast, uh, this whole month, is brought to us by Podiumware. We talked about it a little bit last week. Uh, um, Podiumware is a local um, apparel company. They they're they're best known for um, their uh, they have Nordic ski cycling gear, think, cycling too, yeah. and um, and the last few years they've doing a lot of soccer they're stuff. Pushing soccer like and, out that and door. Last yeah. week we talked about you're wearing it again. Um, Eric, well, I is coach not, on Mondays, so Eric isn't here to no. Touch don't your, touch my leg. Yeah, all right? yeah, to touch your leg. But it, it feels great. It looks great. And you know, the, the thing I want to talk about this week is like these guys are literally everything happens in St. Paul. Yeah, I mean, like you said, the rough, the right off Raymond, they have a warehouse. I've yet to go to the warehouse. I have an invitation, so hopefully I'll be able to go out there soon. But I mean, um, they're local. They they'll talk to you. They'll work with you. They'll design things for you. Yeah. I mean, if you need stuff for your team, for your amateur league team, for your for your city sports connection team, for yeah. whatever else you want, softball league. I mean, whatever it is. If you're looking for gear for your team, whether it be at the uh, weekend warrior level or whether it be or your, for your yeah, club your or your team, high yeah. school or whatever else that you think, uh, you know, always look them up, podiumwear.com. They, they work with it. They do, they do great work. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm always talking about how Blackhawks has one of the best uh, kits out there, club level. People always talk about how how nice it is. So and it's one one thing that they that they did. So when I went in and, and met with them and we were talking about this, um, they they like to do this. With, oh, so you've with, gotten a tour? Yeah, I, I did. I oh, did the tour. I I went into uh, to into their their lair, and um, uh, <laughs> what they want to do is like basically um, bring people in and show them what's going on, right? Because you walk in. Uh, and you go upstairs, and this is the design shop, right? These are the the people who look. If you're if you have a stupid buckyball logo for your um, youth team, and you're like, we want to kind of bring it up. We want our kids to feel excited about our logo or whatever. They have designers who will work on that. They have um, uh, designers who will work on taking like, hey, you know, we we kind of have this idea. We kind of want to look like Stoke City. I don't know, whatever you want to do. <laughs> Um, you know, they, they, they kind of work on these things and then you go downstairs and this is where 
the um, huge cutting is going on. They take all the fabric and they're cutting it in-house. And they have these big machines and it's super awesome to see them at work. And then you go to the back and there's all these people who are sewing them together. And it, like, and then here's the where they are putting together the shipment. So like literally everything except for the fabric, right? The fabric is, is brought in. Everything but, else is done in-house. Yeah, it's, so. everything is done in-house cool. with like well-paid local people. And that's what like, you know, everyone knows my stupid freaking lefty heart. But like, I love that that idea where it's like, yes, Nike... Adidas, all these things, and yeah, that that kind of feels cool to have a Nike on there. But like for me, when I think about um, uh, uh, like our our what we're doing, we always want people to support our local soccer teams, and it's important for the local soccer teams to support other local businesses. Right, buy like, local, just, right? Yeah, and buy so locals to support local businesses, specifically on the on the Green Line or close yeah. to it. You know, in St. Paul, I mean. Yeah. That's that's an over thing. Earlier today at at uh, practice, I was coaching. One of the other coaches came up to me and was like, "What do you think about the What do you think about the gear?" And I was like, "Oh, I like it." And he's like, "Yeah, the design's really really great." And I'm like, "Yeah, I mean that's 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 one of the perks that you get for being a coach." But and you started going. Where's Eric when we need him? Right, he's in what the Bay Area. Yeah, PortimoWear.com. All right, let's do the podcast here. <laughs> Minnesota United FC opened up Cloud City. Cloud Thanks everyone City. for listening to the ads. By the way, like seriously, uh, people who support us support them too. Um, but Cloud City, uh, I uh, the whole weekend was amazing. Great. How was your weekend? In. I was like, it was crazy. Well, you know, it started with like Friday night. You know, Jimmy Conrad was in town. Yeah, I heard um, about that. Yeah, did a did a like uh, a, a you know pickup games over at Joy to the People. And I kind of showed up with some gear. I, I'm terrible at soccer, but I just showed up in case. And that it was like all these kids playing. I showed up late, and I was like, you know, I'll just kind of hang out. I saw Jimmy, and it's great to see him. He brought his like seven year old daughter so that they could like have a weekend away together. And like she was, she was going to do like her review of the stadium of uh, oh, that's on the cute. studios. And uh, and then the 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 um, Christian from the Cooligans was there, so we chatted for a while. And I heard he got nutmeg. Uh, well, Jimmy? No, no, no. Oh, Christian. Christian? Yeah. I didn't see that. I know that Jimmy got nutmegged, and he, because he came out, and someone brought it up, and Jimmy was legit mad. <laughs> and he was like, and, and and like in a way where like I'm so like self-deprecating and like I'm kind of stupid, kind of I'm making fun of me is my favorite thing. Like Jimmy was like not self-deprecating about it. He was like, he told the kid, he's like, look, kid, if you want to come out here and do showboating stuff, that's cool, blah, blah, blah. If you want to come out here and play soccer, that's cool. If you want to come out here and nutmeg, you're going to very quickly find out that people won't like it, and you're going to get taken down. And just like <laughs> this, this love, is this is a joy of the people. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. No, but I, but I, I loved I loved that you know the the pro is giving his talk right. Do not do not F nutmeg with me. No, and it's great. It was super yeah, fun. No, I no. never I never see youth sports because I'm. I, I didn't play. You will it. in a couple of years. I will. Maybe. My kids will probably be way too nerdy for it. But but I just I actually really loved watching I really, I really want to see what Santi and your kids will be able to do be watching like documentaries on like Saturn or something together. Yeah, yeah. That's that for sure. Going to the zoo. Um but uh uh but I just I loved like watching these like fourteen year old kids who like they were so good on this, you know, the small futsal ball. It was really fun. Yeah, futsal is a is a is, is just an amazing fun sport. Yeah, it's, it's it's amazing how like kids, it's like picking up now. So like they're playing it more in spaces and they to 
honestly, like if if anything happens in Minnesota with futsal, it, it has to happen here because you know for six months out of the year we're in gyms anyways. So yeah, that's the best place to be able to use that. So shout outs to uh, you know the work that's going on. Enjoy the people. Um, uh, but yeah, no, the the Cooligans are really cool. I got to hang out with them too. Yeah, we'll be so able to do that. Maybe we'll maybe we'll talk about after Cloud City. Yeah, what are yeah. the cool things that us? Because I'm sure we all have rants to go on. Yeah, so then let's let's start Saturday. I mean, for me, Saturday was like I had this great plan for the bar, and then it started to unfold, and the plan was not good enough. <laughs> Oh my God. It mm-hmm. got way busier than I thought. And I was like, before, earlier than I thought. I knew it would be busy earlier than I thought. And I was like, shit. And then, like, we didn't have staff to do the lounge to have people back there. We, oh, so wow. we, we had people okay. back there, but we weren't serving. And it was just like, oh my God. And then, like, I got, I went to the game. We'll talk about the game. I got back from the game and I saw one of my friends who was there during the game. And he comes out and he's like, you're out of beer. And I was like, what? <laughs> and I go inside, and oh my God, three of the taps were dead. Really? And I was like, holy shit. I found another keg of Summit that, that they hadn't seen. So we had two dead kegs, two dead ke- taps. And I literally called up Bang Brewery. They didn't pick up. I called up Urban Growl, and I said, can you get me two kegs and 12 cases of beer right now? And they were like, I'm in the checkout line. I will go there right now. And like half an hour later, we had two kegs down there. And Shout told, out to Urban Growler, yeah, right? They were great. It was, uh, and it was just like totally saving my ass. Like, so I, do, are you going to get cowbell at the stadium then? I mean, at, at uh, the we bar? have it there now. All right. So, oh, good. Geez. So uh, okay. we've got cowbell and the, the porter. Do you? Um, okay. All right. So, it, I mean, but it was just like, for me, it was like so crazy. I was hoping to chill out. I, I really love seeing Andrew Weeby. So I wanted to hang out with him, but I was just so busy in the bar, which is a, a, a great. Like, I'm not complaining about that. That's what we kind of desperately needed. Um, but I wished that I was able to chill out a bit more because I went out for a bit just to kind of like clear some dishes and I saw Jorn Buholtz. Jorn is uh, now the head of the Hall of Fame uh, for, for soccer and um, used Man, to be all the, the big ones came out today. That was, that was just the craziest thing ever. Like It was great. There was a lot of people who I didn't think would be at the stadium that were at the stadium. So I was like, wow. And and so I saw Jordan. He was the GM during the during the part of the Thunder era, but I met him during the Stars era. And um and I just I I gave him a big hug. Great to see you. And I just started to lose it. And I was like, oh no, 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 no. This is way too early for that. (laughs) So I just like went back to work. Like, I gotta do this. And then eventually about 45 minutes before the game, I was able to, like, my friend Becky was like, who works there with me, she, like, pulled me out, like, we're going over to the game, and uh, then we did the game. But what, I don't know, what, what, so you tell me, what was your stadium experience like? What You tell me about your Cloud City experience. Well, um, my day was, was, was kind of crazy. Um, morning, we had the... Uh, girls uh worldwide team play a, a game against a very good Conway team but after that it was just all prepping to, to figure out how to get to the stadium and you know like we remember we have memories of the the snow home opener the snow opener mm-hmm. and how we were unprepared and so we we're like well it's not as cold it's not as cold but we probably figured it'd be windy so we all brought blankets we all got we all got ready and we were like we gotta leave early you know, because we don't know what traffic's going to be like. 
And literally, that was the smoothest, like, seven Did you minutes. Did the green line? She just did the green line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, we walked three blocks. Especially the St. Paul, downtown St. Paul. I think the, the east, yeah, that the, part the, the, was a lot yeah, better than It is. Than, I think the, going, going, going from St. Paul, from downtown to the stadium, it was, it was smooth. I mean, we're only three light stops away, so we, like, so we went, we went in. It was smooth. We got out. Um, um. And then you know they were they were checking for um, tickets, so that was one thing that yeah. usually doesn't I usually don't see it happen. Oh, on too the much. on the I was like at the stadium they always check for it. No, you no, no. But right. I say like yeah. as soon as as soon as you got off as soon as you got off the train they were checking for tickets. So that was yeah. that was that was that was interesting. Which um, and then we we got to the stadium and we just kept on running into people after people that we knew like families that we have known people who were just there to do the outdoor experience. Some people from I have some friends from Greyhawks that were that were there trying to shoot, um, you know, try to figure out what the speed was of the shot. I mean, there was Greyhawks. Yeah, Greyhawks. It's the old people of Blackhawks. Yeah. Okay. It's the alumni, well, kind of the alumni thing of Blackhawks called Greyhawks. Let me in, in, interject real quick to ask you, Chief Decker. Chief, I know you obviously weren't there, so I don't care about your experience of it. But um, <laughs> but you you did do you did like do the because this is obviously <clears throat> way in your lane of the. Uh, experience to and from the stadium you did like your your tweet of like hey what was your experience and i read through most of those responses but what what was your overall takeaway from from your far vision of the urban planning of this it was a it was a survey right parking apocalypse yeah 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 well i think that i mean like we (laughs) how long do we have um Uh, not long no i i think we're going over an hour you know um it seemed to go very well from my perspective just from what people were telling me, I think that the westbound post game to Minneapolis on the Green Line was probably where the biggest delays were, um, which is to be expected, you know. Um, and I also think that a lot of people, I heard from a couple of people who had parked near like the Mall of America or, or the southern part of the, the Blue Line and transferred from the Green Line to the Blue Line. And so I'm here on this podcast for the PSA to say, don't do that. Get on the A line, and it'll zip you straight to 46th Street Station on the Blue Line, and you'll move much, much faster. Um, but otherwise, it seemed to be very well. It seemed to go very well. You know, I think that the the takeaway I want everyone to come out of this with is that people go to places based on how interesting the thing they're going to is. They don't go based on whether there's parking or not, and. You don't have to provide parking for everyone who you think is going to arrive. People are going to show up, and they're going to figure it out. People are very good at figuring out how to get to places they want to go. Uh, and I think that St. Paul and Dr. Bill McGuire and a lot of people took a risk in building a stadium in the, in, you know, in the middle of, obviously there's a ton of parking in Midway, but it's not, hand, it's not set up to handle big events. They took a risk. In doing that, and I think it's going to pay off. So, uh, also a big shout out to the Transit app. If you go do that, it's it's basically like Google Maps. It'll give you a directions, but it'll tell you here's when, here's the best thing because you can go and then you'll wait five five minutes uh, here for your next transfer. It shows you where the next bus is or whatever. So anyway, but um, the actual stadium itself, uh, because there is. A place where we go watch soccer, not just a place we take transit or, or park uh, to get to. Um, where where were your seats, Rodrigo? Um, we were sitting in the corner under the element sign. 
Okay. So, so, so west or east? I'm. It's, it's on the Wonderwall side, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm on the and Wonderwall so, side. So the element, the TV the elements, and yeah. So I would be, yeah. They, yeah, yeah. yeah it would so be so the the, side, the, yeah. the east side, yeah. Yeah. So we were sitting there, um, close to close to um, the beginning section of the Wonderwall. We got there, and um, you know, there's tons of families, tons of friends that we we know, and it was a much bigger soccer community than than anything. I saw a bunch of the uh, Como Park high school soccer program coaches that were there Mm -hmm. and i thought that was awesome and we talked about a lot of stuff and then of course there was a surprise that we didn't know about at halftime um and so that was that was was that kyle johnson the the little what is it the little the nord yeah Uh, they they gave him the the award i went and got food (laughs) i I, like i had not i i ate a bagel on my way over to the bar at Seven in the morning, oh, yeah. yeah, and then got to it, the yeah. got over to the stadium at four, mm-hmm. and like Zoned proceeded out, yeah, to yeah. just eat brats. I was like, I need this. I need what can you know, get Nub- the Nubia, fastest. Nubia had the uh, Apple Store tacos. I don't know from where though, but she went out and she goes, "I want to get some food." I was like, and she come back with tacos. I was like, "Where'd you get tacos at?" Were they good? Um, she said they were okay. I mean. The, the brat was Kamarchix. The bun was not good. did not hold up. Okay. The brat was Kamarchix, and so it was very good. It was 9.50. Um, so, this but, could be a whole different podcast. I know, yeah, that, yeah. Right? But, I mean, whatever, man. It's, we only get one chance to talk about our first experience of uh, Cloud City, and so I, I really don't care. We're going to talk about the game, maybe, <laughs> but we're going to talk about the food. I'm actually super curious. See, I want to hear Alex, what, let's just point this out that we're not we're not derailing the, this whole pot at it's all. It's always me. It's always me, yeah. So, um, and... and, uh, and and then the the game experience for you were, were there any parts of it that that surprised you that or that or that particularly that you remember or, or think like that stood out to you about about watching the game? I think um, when we were um, when everybody was still practicing and they were taking corners corners mm-hmm. and we Calvo was at the corner and Did you heckle him. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was I was I was just I was screaming at at, at Cabo. I was you know I was saying Costa Rica and I was saying that, and then all of a sudden like three people below me they were looking at me and they were laughing at me and then I realized you know that this is, the this is this is the place to do stuff like that you know this mm-hmm. is this is you know it's like your your home it's like your home away from home you get to be able to do that and then um, just the overall the opening ceremony um, um, I think that was that was great. Um, to be able to see that, I think one of my favorite things that happened on the field that wasn't really like soccer s was when one side of the field just the sun hit one side of the field. Oh yeah, yeah, not and, my side of the field, but yes, yeah. I and then I was like, I remember that? Also. I was like, oh, and everybody just started cheering when that happened, yeah, yeah. and I thought that was one of those wonderful moments where like where like people are just getting excited. I think uh, the fireworks were a nice touch. Uh, Abby, as uh, Abby Wolf. Yeah, oh. Abby Wolf did that. It was great. great yeah, it was it was great games. musical talent, local talent. Um, it was just uh, it was just a great experience, and it's just a view. I mean, I just I had people sending me in tween pictures of myself standing up. <laughs> yeah, and it was just like I was like, I see you, I see you, and I was like, this was this is great. Like this whole sense of community that we've been waiting for a long time to be able to do that. And my history with 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 this team goes back to like the Jimmy Lee. Yeah. Uh, days, right? And so, and there's people who are there prior to us, right? And and then people mm-hmm. who are trying to ask me about my Bus Lagos uh, coaching experience, mm-hmm. right? Um, but overall, it was just you know, it was great to be able to be there, and to in a spot where you know you know it's going to be there for a very long time. 
Yeah, and I, you know, my experience in the supporter section was, um, it was the one the the real the one bummer is that because you are kind of so well tiered from the people in front and behind, I'm used to standing around the same group of people, and we make. We all make jokes with each other. Everyone, everyone actually was just making fun of me all, all day long, which is fine. But I was sensitive, so. But like we always say, you're like, like the, you know, we'll make it's been Ibs- sensitive a lot lately. Ibsen jokes and stuff like that. So it's it's harder because you have to kind of like you have to like turn. You can't just yell it and hope they'll hear it behind you. You have to kind of turn and do that. So we were actually making jokes. So I'm the Sean Johnson goal. I was busy making jokes with someone, but like you, so it, it, it you're not as tight in with each other because you're not exactly within hearing distance but there is this thing where i where because there's like behind you is the um the downturned seat so you can put a foot up on that and then in front of you then there's a a a, a railing so when we were celebrating there were a few of us who would like you'd get up and just raise yourself up and i was jumping and then my friend joe was like dude 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 and he pointed out that i was just shaking all of the beer onto the guys in front of us (laughs) i was like oh sorry guys sorry but everyone else was shaking beer onto us so it it but the the it's raining experience i was basically four rows back right behind the goal and it was uh, to me, I spent literally spent the first half like half in tears, and there before the game started, a bunch of us, you know, I'd hear people be like, "Guys, this is this is it. This is real." Um, and and it, and, and I agree. I think there was a a, a a moment of surrealism for a lot of people. Like like, and then I think when and and it, to me, like it, I didn't have enough time to soak it in because like we got there and we're like going through all the motions, and then and then the beautiful work by. Uh, by um, with the Tifo. Yeah, 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 yeah. David Martin was, and David all Martin, of the oh, Tifo people. Oh man, they, that was amazing. Like, yeah. my kids usually they 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 don't really pay attention to Tifo, yeah. but that, when they was when they was being rolled right next to them, they were paying attention and they were looking at it and they were like, wow. And then like their 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 expression in their face is something that I'll remember. Right for a long time, but this is their first it, memory at this stadium. Yeah, for them. and my experience of the Tifo rip was that it started to go up, and I was like, why, "Guys, why, why are we gonna talk about the rip?" Well, I was like, "What is this at the bottom? What is this at our feet, guys?" I was like, "This is something else. This needs to go." And I, I wasn't the only one doing this, but we were like, "What is? There's another segment here," and I didn't have a sense of what was being pulled up and what mm-hmm. was, and so we would just like throw it. But then the people up, they eventually pulled it up and they made the rip. Whatever, who cares? It was perfect. Um, it was it was its own little beautiful thing. But the the experience in that section then the great part of the soft open is that we had two years to teach everyone at TCF all the songs. Right. And so when that first even five minutes in they did the M N U F C mm-hmm. and it was it was thunderous. Deafening. And going back and rewatching the game, mm-hmm. you can hear it, it was all the way loud as hell. And that wasn't just them cranking up the volume. That was deafening in the stadium. And that part was what you know I've been talking about for years that roof the aluminum like all of it building like up acoustic the, yeah building it up so that it just stays in and it's intimate and you're right there on top of the players um it it was it was spectacular so I, I don't know I we're belaboring a lot of the the stadium experience but do you any anything did you have any negative experiences there um other than my, I will say my bun ripped on both my bras that's it <laughs> I had to, I had to wait a solid I, I have three minutes food. to pee at the end of the game. Um, so. um, I didn't have any food because um, you know 
just like when you have kids and you go in on a long trip, right? You're like, you're like, make sure you eat and you go to the bathroom before we go right. to those places. We're not going. We're not leaving. We're not right? paying thirty bucks. We're not no. paying thirty. Well, somebody is, but we yeah. went. We went that day. But um, um, you know, I think it was like the quarters were were, were seemed crowded more than more than yeah. anything, right? It felt like, but um, and I heard people were talking about bathroom weights and bathroom lines and. Just I, that wasn't my experience. Bring a bag so you can throw it on the pitch. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just be, <laughs> be a pro, guys. Be a pro. Uh, when I, I heard people complaining about the bathroom lines, I saw every female fan of sports rolling their eyes simultaneously. Yeah. <laughs> and then there was the complaint about not bringing purses in, but letting all the people from the Wonder World bring in their drums and all that stuff. Anyone else see that? I was like, that. No, like people I were complaining. How do they? How can they bring the tifo in and the and their drummings and all the other stuff, but we don't get to bring in our, and I was like, but they don't get to bring in. And I was like, but that's not a rule. It's so, the rule yeah. of the stadium. I was like, I don't, I don't also, get. What did the you see the is. NYCFC fans their tifo? That they yeah, were, yeah. The that team was awesome. apparently. I don't know the official story, but I was told that the the team gave them approval to do it, but then somehow the approval was. I imagine because Don Garber and it was a national televised that someone <laughs> stepped in and said. Uh, no, Guys, but the, no. The, it was a big TIFO that said uh, something like, "Congrats, congrats, must nice, be nice, nice stadium, must be nice, or must something be nice." Like that. Yeah, because they play at Yankee Stadium. Yeah, and yeah, they're jealous. That field and, is horrible. So, um, we'll we'll talk about the after game stuff in a bit, but let's talk about uh, the game. Mm-hmm. Or are we allowed to talk about the soccer game? I, I say we let Alex start talking. Yeah, about the let's game. do that. Alex, you tell us your experience watching it, and then start us off on on the. The actual game. Yeah, sure. Uh, well, uh, I think that right, you said surreal earlier. And, you know, when I watch MLS, I almost I almost always pick the game with the best atmosphere as a choice. So I watch a lot of Orlando City. I watch a lot of LAFC, you know, Portland, Kansas City, now DC, those, those games. And, you know, I've also seen, I've, I've seen or watched on TV, Minnesota play in those those stadiums, and it's just you know. And I've watched Champions League and in Premier League and Bundesliga and so on. It's it's surreal. It was so weird to see my team, Minnesota, playing in a stadium with an atmosphere that was like any of those atmospheres that I've admired and really enjoyed watching, and then having the emotional energy of the crowd mirror mine. Yeah, I've never had that experience before because I've always been either a neutral who's just sort of, you know, wanting to see good soccer or I've been cheering for the the wrong team, you know, and, and when the crowd grows silent is when I am happy and when the crowd cheers, I feel terrible because we've conceded. And so having a crowd that got excited when I got excited and got bummed when I got bummed. I mean, that was... And, and, and having it look so professional in this stadium that looked indistinguishable from what you see when you when you turn on, you know, NBC Sports in the morning or whatever. I mean, it was just... It was bizarre. It, it, it hasn't really sunk in. I, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take a while before it, it's clear to me that, like, this is Minnesota United's home stadium. Yeah, yeah. can't wait well, till, till you, yeah, until you come can't out wait till you come over yeah. here and, and watch the yeah, game. Well, yeah, I, I I can't wait to come out and experience it myself. But anyway, you, let's talk about the game. Yeah, um, I was so 
I was so worried that Minnesota was going to concede the first goal. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And I almost, it took the sting out of the fact that when they went behind, because I was just like, well, at least in the 13th minute, you know, Roman Metinier, who was my man of the match. Yep. Spectacular. Unbelievable yeah. player of the whole game. He puts in a, a, a very nice cross. Rodriguez gets to it. He, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't totally on his game, but when he was in the box, he was causing havoc. And he challenges the ball. Quintero challenges the second ball, and New York City get a poor clearance, and the ball falls to Ozzy. And you could just see how perfect it was. It was one of those moments where things go in slow motion. Yeah. Because you watch the ball fall. You see he's in the perfect position. You see that he's judging it, and he's waiting for it to fall, and he's going to Put the perfect. I mean, and, and the ball was just a rocket off his foot. Yeah, he smacked the hell out of it. The it was, yeah, there was nothing. Was, nothing. Sean Johnson could have done about it. No, and it was so. It was it, again. It was just in slow motion, and then suddenly things went really fast. Yeah, and that relief and joy to see that Minnesota, you know, we're not going to lose six one. Uh, we're go- we're going to you know put in a respectable performance and had actually taken the lead. I mean, that was just fantastic. Uh, at the beginning of this game, I, I said to my friend, we're going to win 2 nothing." And then uh, after a couple of goals, I was like, we're going to win 6-4. <laughs> but, um, you know, I mean, that that between 13 minutes and 20 minutes, there were four goal, goal scored. It's expand of seven minutes to score four goals yeah. Yeah, total. It was, um, it was and, nuts. And, and I hate, and listen, I don't care about golf, but someone on the... MLS subreddit pointed out that every time Tiger Woods got a birdie, uh, a goal was scored in the game. So it was just like rapid fire, like just goals, goals, goals. And they called, they called the goal at twentieth, the twentieth minute. They said another goal is coming. Tiger just got another birdie. Anyway, sorry. That's funny. Um, so sixteenth minute, then. So just three minutes later, Boxall. Um, before that, yeah, though, sorry. I think one of the things that was really like I was looking forward to was the changing. Of the score, yeah, and so when we scored that first goal, like Looking I think a lot of us, a lot of us in my section were just like screaming. Uh, my kids were screaming, I was screaming, and then all of us just turned turned to to the score, and we wanted to be able to see how that manually was going to be turned. Yeah. And at one point, it had two, and oh. then it went back to one, <laughs> and I was like, oh, I was like, this is this is, and I was like, that's that's that that was awesome. But yes, so. Box all with the terrible ball forward. So oh, God, at, at this point, when w- the team, you've got this thing where I'm going to gesture with my hands and you can't see it, but um, you've got Boxall and Ikopara pulled out wide as center backs, that, w- which often happens, right? And then Ozzy Alonso midfield kind of fills that section and Ozzy Alonso would drop deep. Right, and so, Calvo's playing forward, right? And Yeah, Calvo's playing wherever he is. <laughs> which was a huge part of the problem yeah. because if he had dropped back and been further wide, there would have been an option for Boxall that would be easier. But yeah. Anyway, so he puts the ball forward to terribly to nobody, and then immediately it's now suddenly three on two because Ozzy Alonso is just like kind of jogging. Oh, I just scored a goal. I don't need to actually play defense. And um, and then uh, that one was Castellanos, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And and then Castellanos uh, scores because it's three on two. It was it was, it, it was a nice first play. Touch I think by it was, him. A, it was, it was Maxi 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 kind of chipped it a little bit, right? Was it? And sure. then and then uh, Castellanos. 
But you remember when we were on, when on the Dave's on the, on the Dave's uh, podcast? We were talking. I don't about remember who, recording it. So <laughs> the, uh, the question was like, who, who, who do I fear? To all who I was like, I, I fear Castellanos and I fear uh, the Romanian player. Is it Mitrica? Yeah, sure. Uh, and I was like, I was like, those are the two that that, that that look really dangerous besides Maxi. Like, I think Maxi is just you tap him and you you know, and he just falls yeah. and he whines and. And and whatever, bro. But but Castellanos has been dangerous and dangerous ever ever since the last couple of games, and he proved it this game. Yeah. So so yeah. And then uh, two minutes later, uh, th- this one is a, a bit more difficult for me to kind of assign some some blame here. But basically, it's a really fantastic pass in from I think Maxi Morales on the wing, um, uh, and then Ozzy. Does track his man. Boxall maybe Boxall and Calvo may could maybe could have pressured more. Ozzy maybe could have done more. It was basically like four or five of uh Minnesota players could have done a lot more. Greg was just kind of just like standing in the box, just kind of like doing a jig, useless. Um and then they scored, yeah, two minutes later. So within two minutes, all of a sudden now we're losing our home opener. And it was uh it was you know, Ozzy got there to to block the first goal, and then it pops up, and then he just pops, you know, puts it in at the the back post. Uh, I don't know, Alex. It, do you have any better thoughts on that goal? I just I rewatched it a bunch of times and was like, oh man, what happened here? It was just it just yeah. fell apart. No, sometimes Humble. it's just a really good goal. I mean, there was a beautiful back heel right. from it was Castellanos great pass, to, great back to Durishrade yeah. that set that up. I think that. You know, everyone was sort of standing around, but that's like, it was so bang, bang, you know, the ball's just ricocheting off of, you know, there's the shot and then Alonzo blocks it and it comes back to the guy. And it's just, it is hard to react in a situation like that. Um, I, I mean, I thought that the, the first four goals in this game were, were great. And, you know, min, two minutes after New York City score, we had this great sequence where Metinier is holding the ball against at least two people pressuring him. Oh, yeah. He sort of gets out of it. He gives it to Gregish. And Gregish, one touch, mm-hmm. ball straight down the line. Finlay reading his mind perfectly, like right on the onside line, just ends up having miles of space. And yeah. the two New York City center backs have to converge to try to close him down. And that leaves Rodriguez, who, credit to him, was, was wide open made a very good run, uh, and he gets a, a header on the ball, uh, a head on the ball, and, 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 and you know, he, he can't miss from there. Um, and 2-2, right like that. It was just... An, I, that, that goal was so... That goal was the kind of goal... Half, besides the counterattack where Calvo scored in the diving header against Vancouver, Minnesota haven't had... Many goals this year that have really looked like a, a flowing team goal, mm. like that one. And that one was the other one. I mean, that goal was just, there was nothing New York City could do, really. I mean, it, just like the, the second New York City goal. I mean, it was just a really good play all around. I thought Ethan Finley had a really good game. You know, I, I've been saying in the last podcast, he hasn't looked bad yet, but he, um, he looks like 80%. This game, he looked like 90, maybe 95%. Still not quite fully uh all on top of his own game i i would say but um but looked really good and he was playing as a as a winger right all of our wing people our wide people are are like cutting in 
Finley's the only guy who's out there playing as a winger. Um, and so that that does help, you know, it, it adds something there. And again, our right flank was the only way we were attacking. Romario and... Well, in New York City were set up very poorly with Tony Rocha, who's, I don't think, a left back. Yeah. Uh, but he was sort of out there in a... In a a sort of a left, left wing back because yeah. they were playing a back three. It was a it was a strange setup from NYC FC to start, yeah. and uh, and the loons punished it. Yeah, um, and and so uh, you know there there is this question here that I want to get to, which is um, uh, Ricky Backhouse says Heath said that the first half was too open and too fast. Isn't that what we were built for? Fast counter on the wings. Plus, it's super exciting to watch. Um, what do you what do you think about that in terms of you know especially in context of those you know four first half goals we'll get to the other one but yeah you know I don't know what to think about that I mean I in my post summing up the game on fifty five one I I wrote a little bit about I thought the defenses issues um, but I actually thought that the the main defensive issue was that the loons were were too passive. Um, I don't know about it being too fast. You know, uh, it's hard to say because we just didn't have a lot of control over the game. I think that's what Heath means, is that, you know, for the second straight week, we allowed the other team, actually really the fourth straight week, we allowed the other team to just have tons and tons of possession. Um, And I think that he would like to play with more control over the game. But for whatever reason... um, and it wasn't just this game, but for whatever reason, we have not played with that kind of composure and control for a long time now. And uh, it was certainly the case in this game. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think one of the things, like you pointed out, is just that, you know, this is like, what, the third, fourth game that we were, it's like almost like a 60-30 procession, right? We, we're on that cusp of, of 30-something. 30 and, and, and it's just one of those things that you don't understand. I don't understand how that... How that is 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 part of the plan, right? I mean, there there weren't a lot of passbacks. Uh, it was all just let's go, let's go forward, let's go quickly, let's go forward, let's go quickly. And at times it works. I think Finley was being was was doing a lot of that work. I also think that um, Darwin was 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 way up too high for my liking, uh, and wasn't um, be able to be as effective as he as he could have been. I think there is a couple of players where he was receiving the ball on our side of the field and was able to use his vision to try to pull a couple of through balls. And that's where you put a through ball to a Romario to use his speed or Finley to be able to try to get to the ball. But it's just, it just wasn't happening. And, and, and that could be, you know, also as well, uh, you know, props to, to, to uh, Sands, right, who was, who was doing mm-hmm. a, a really good job defensively, uh, I thought. For he was great. So um, the the last goal in that half was uh, sorry. Do you have, sorry? Could, yeah. No. Yeah. I just want to say one one more thing about that, which is that if you are you can you can play where you defend very deep, which the loons did, and then you hit on the counterattack. But what you need for that to work is like really fast players up front, and Quintero has decent speed, but he's not fast. Romario and Finley are a little faster. Angelo Rodriguez, the guy oh, who's God. the striker, is is just he he's, he's slow. really slow. I mean, there was a point in the game where there was 
a ball that either he or Finley could have gotten to. And I really wanted Finley to take the ball off his feet because of what ended up happening, which was Angelo took it and immediately got tracked down and dispossessed. It was very predictable. And and Angelo Angelo could have laid it off for for Finley. Yeah, Yeah, he's... He should have. He's just so slow. Muffo is the slowest man on the planet, but yeah. If you can... so if you if you play this like low possession style, you can do two things. You can sit back and counter, which is what the Montreal Impact do, um, and that can be very successful. Leicester City obviously won the Premier League with a similar idea. Um, or you can press, you can counter press, and you can let the other team have the ball because you are going to press them high up the field, and you're they are going to give it to you high up the field, and you're going to hit them like that. And we're not playing that style. We're playing the sit back. And, and, and counter style, but we don't have the personnel for it. We're winning the ball way deep in our own half, and then we don't have the players who can go out and get it. But we do. We, we have had along. a couple goals this year, several goals this year, of pressure high up the pitch. Like we we aren't. I, I mean, I guess I, you are correct. It's but not really our strategy. Though. Yeah, there it, are know, times where I think we're not a pressing team. I think Darwin we'll has done a good job. This this uh, yeah. Exactly. Yes, we do, we have if, had success they, doing that, but we don't we don't have the like full personnel to do that. Yeah. If they connect three passes, we drop, and yes. our right. back four is at the front of our box, and then our midfield four is like ten yards forward of that. So that's really a deep line. So thirty three min- third minute. Um, uh, I think most people were just kind of like uh, spacing out, like I was, and um, yeah, they were dancing and chugging their beer like you were. Yeah, I was doing a good dance. I had a uh, um. But then uh, on the opposite end of the field, so we couldn't see, we didn't get any of our good goals on our half. Um, there's a long back pass from, you know, 40 yards out. Angelo Rodriguez is running towards Sean Johnson. Uh, and who wouldn't be afraid of the tank of a man? You know, the the thing running at you. The thing. And, and like, and then uh, Sean Johnson just kind of looks up and then just the ball goes right by his foot. I mean... No, he touched it with his foot, trying kind of, to push yeah. it. He was yeah. he's using the the outside of his foot, and he was trying to he was going to try to push it towards the other side yes. of the goal, so he could have enough room in front of him to be able to just blast the ball. But his touch wasn't strong enough, and so it just kind of like bounced off his foot, and then it just Went by the time up. he realized that it was going to cross the line, he hit the post. Yeah, it was. I had a premonition of this goal, like a few minutes before it happened. I just, I just was. I don't know what. I just had this. <laughs> you had a premonition? I, I thought that there was good. I was like, Sean Johnson is going to kick this into his own net. I was so sure that that was going to happen. My dead grandmother felt, appeared to me and said, Alex. My bad knee started tingling. <laughs> I heard a whooshing in the fireplace. I mean, it was just. And you started smelling uh, the, the, the jelly the in the thing, air. But, yeah, the jelly. Yeah. You started smelling the oh jelly God, in the yeah. air. Blame it on the jelly. Um, yeah, it was a. It was a terrible mistake and oh my god and then then thankfully the second half he's right in front of us and and in the supporter section we're actually closer to the goal than i thought when i originally went into that section the goal was not set up so i didn't know how close we would be you guys are like they are right there and i we need david smith the loch ness monster to come back and bring his uh megaphone and just heckle the shit out of the 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 goalkeepers because they are right there, and yeah, like most of the sound is like um, all the singing. But you, there's moments where you can really get that motherfucker. Um, so the sort of Bronx cheers when every time the ball went back. Yeah. That was oh, the funnest really part. Funny. I think that was the funnest part yeah. for a lot of people. 
uh, once that goal went in and how like the supporters and everybody else, every time he touched the ball, it was like it was it was, a, it was the whole stadium. It was the yeah. whole stadium cheering, and it was and it was, but it was really funny because uh, I'm, I'm sitting on top of us it was this group of well these this father and his son who um, they're not season ticket holders but they got tickets the first game and they were like talking about how like how like this is this is a great stadium but they were at the same time they was like why aren't we use, why aren't we using our wings and it was a it was just fun hearing these two mm-hmm. from different soccer mentalities one a younger generation and one an older generation and yeah. just having me here there to talk about it. and then as soon as as soon as as soon as John Johnson let that goal in they were just they were all cheering they were all that yeah. it was just it was just one of those things so that was that was a memorable. I mean, that's that's something he's not yeah. gonna forget for the right. rest of for the rest of this year, or probably his uh, his career. So, so second half was far more New York City FC. They made changes to the half. Um, they looked way more in control of the game. Uh, Minnesota was way too late to respond. Fifty uh, ninth minute, we had a, a, a goal disallowed for a handball. We had the VAR, and there was lots of VAR cheers. Um, yeah. Castellanos, right? Yep. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I we started singing the V A R V A R, and then you know, but then that was disallowed. But then five minutes later, uh, it's a free kick, and outside the box uh, from the near the corner, and uh, the ball comes toward Calvo. Calvo kind of makes a, a move toward it, does get his foot on it, but he I, tried to control it. Yeah, and yeah. the ball just goes past, and then to the to the far post. I mean, uh, I don't know, Alex. What what did you make of that goal? There's nothing to make of it. The ball came right at him, and he let it go right past. Yeah, he tried to control it. He tried to to control it with like the side of his foot, and he just missed. He was extremely passive I mean, on that one. I mean, do like, you think I, do you think that Vito should have? Do you think that Vito no. didn't respond because he thought Calvo no. had it or something? Yeah, okay. absolutely. Well, I mean, in the situation when absolutely. the ball's when when the ball's coming at one of your defenders, do, do you expect him to clear that ball, kick it out, kick it out, yeah. give them a corner, right? right. But he you was don't expect your defender to just let it go past. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's something that you know, specifically. I, when I don't want to be mean it. to Calvo too much, but that is like just like the Sean Johnson thing. Like, like you're a professional soccer player. Yeah, just kick it out. Um, you know the 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 changes that we made. We had just made a a, a Schuler for Romario change to to I think basically adjust. <clears throat> and Schuler conceded that free kick. Yeah, and and but that was an attempt to adjust to the fact that um, New York City FC were trying to to right, yeah. really work the midfield and right. Maxi was causing a lot of problems. I don't think that uh, Ozzy and and Jan had a good uh, control of the midfield in the first half. Um, they were unnumbered. And then later on, you get Abu for Quintero. Quintero was not very pleased with this, but Quintero, he had a very good first half, uh, I thought. Or really? A good, a good first half. Yeah, I think mm, that he was active. Uh, he did a lot of good pressure. Like got won what? some Won some balls. Yes, I thought he was pretty decent. I, won't, I will take back my very good. I will say good. He had a good okay. first half. Second half, he was not good. Um, Abu, I thought, uh, you know, could have come on for uh, Romario, for Romario or for uh, Angelo, um, and then eventually we had Brent come in for Ike because of the the, the injury, stupid, injury. Uh, oh, terrible injury. And there that was, was like, as many like injury timeouts as there were goals. I think. Yeah, well, you know that that header between Ike and Castellanos 
Castellanos was out right in front of us. And yeah, it was like we were like, he was out. We're like, he's terrifying out, he's to out. watch, right? Yeah. You know, he's 20 feet away from so, you. Suddenly, you don't want to be so close to the field. No, it was, it was bad. I mean, we were very happy. Like, we were very relieved um, when, when he got up and he was looking. Thank God the, the NYCFC uh, trainers were like, you're not going back on. I think that was one. He tried of, to come back on. Yeah. Right? That was, I think that was one of the, the, the good things that I that, that I was really proud to see because as a coach, whenever we deal with like head injuries or any of that kind of stuff, like, you know, my rule of thumb my rule of thumb is like you're not going back out there. Yeah, so I don't care no. what you're doing. And, 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 and it's something that's that's not picking up in the professional world. It's like people people are playing with concussions, right? Yeah. And I and props to the NYC and we see uh, pops to the trainers for for for, for yeah. realizing and letting the coach know, say, nope, he's not going back out there. Yeah, and I think that it's was, always great to have Taylor Twelman as the commentator yeah. for yeah, like right, that, because he pays very close yeah. attention to what yeah. happens. So, so that was that was that was. But what? Okay, what happened to Ike? That's my I could I couldn't see it from my section that well. It was like right on his cut? eye. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, and uh, and I, I did get um, our, our friend David Pet. Uh, he uh, tweeted at Ike. Ike, are you okay? And Ike liked the tweet. So we know that Ike is alive and liking tweets. That's what we know. Um, I, 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 there's lots of Twitter questions. We won't get to them all. That will kind of sum this the, up. This, but what, what do you want to say about the game before we go to No, play? I was just uh, like, there was a comment that saying, or someone mentioned to me that Ike used to wear headgear, right? Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. And now, and I guess my question was, why, why is there... Why did he stop doing that? I guess because that would have been something that in this situation might have been helpful. I think I think this was around the the eye. I don't think a headgear actually would have helped this because um, I think it was more like eyebrow type stuff. Um, uh, but uh, let let's take a break. We will come back and then we've got Twitter questions for everyone. <laughs> Back on the 551 podcast, here are some questions for us that will help us kind of guide this thing. Twitter questions. Um, uh, Colin O'Donnell says, How much should we account for the gravity of Alliance opening, throwing Minnesota United off the rhythm early on? Do you think that they were kind of overwhelmed by the event? I think that I think you could see some of that. I think there's um, a lot of mental errors that you, we usually don't see. Like, I'm not the biggest box well, fan. Wait a minute, mental errors. We usually do see the mental errors. Well, yeah, but United. I mean, to to to, like for example, when like um, Coleman ran and slid at when he ran all yeah. the way, like that was yeah. like that's that's I've I've I don't see Coleman doing that no, kind okay. of mistake. Fair, fair. And I, and so I was like I was like what because that was like totally like uncalled for. Like he had no chance of going at that ball, and he gave up so much space. Yeah. And uh, and we were just lucky that we were able to uh, Ozzy and company were able to just slow that down, or else that would have been a dangerous dangerous thing. I I think there's just uh, a lot of people just had looked like they had nerves, and we just. Uh, but I mean, it was I mean it was overwhelming for everybody who was at that stadium. I think so. I think that's has something to do with it, but I also don't think that's that's the whole reason for what. We got the result that we got. So yeah, I kind of buy it, but also I saw a lot of problems that I've seen the last couple games as well resurface. So yeah, kind of, but not really. 
Ethan Foley says, sap it up with remembering and making memories. What's your all-time standout Minnesota soccer memory? What will make what will remember the most from Cloud City opening day in 10 years? Um, let me let's just go with that second part of the question. What what do you think uh for you, Rodrigo, what will the memory uh that you will have 10 years from now be? Um Screaming that first goal. Yeah. I think that that like like I think there was a lot of emotion and a lot of tense tension from everybody with what was going to happen. And Alex pointed it out. It's like, what you know, what's that going to be like? We usually play down. I mean, we all remember the last home opener that we had, and um, but I mean, literally, I screamed my gut, my my lungs out for that first goal, and and I think a lot of people around us were. We were high fiving. People were hugging each other. I mean, it was one of those things like you know. There's that, always uh, hugs in the supporters section. Yeah, not, no, not no, over in the uh, no, no. in the corners. Uh, but but yo, yeah, I mean, because a, it was it was it was a great play. B, it was a, a, ta- a technical. I mean, a clinical finish by by Ozzy, and out of all things, Ozzy to score it, and then having him go kiss his kid, you know, uh, to celebrate that. That was that was touching as well too. So I think that was. He should have kissed Ragnar. Yeah. Um, So uh, Colin Solberg says, what do you think the perfect goal looks like to Minnesota United FC, assuming the play starts with Invito's hands? This is for you, Alex. I think, well, what's the goal that the team is set up to to play? I mean, Vito hits a long ball to Angelo, who settles it in the air down, or knocks it down to Quintero. Quintero, one or two touches it out to one of the wings. They take the ball in, cut inside a little bit, delay, and then hit a ball across, and it's finished. I think that's the perfect goal for Minnesota. Okay. Sean Goldman says, uh, last two seasons, there were two horrible, drunken, belligerent fans in front of me. New stadium, same horrible fans, only now they're directly behind me, and this, so this horribleness is much louder. What are the odds? Am I cursed? Yes. Anyway, Minnesota United have question. Is Metanir a god or the god? Demigod. Yeah, he's a demigod, yeah. I have a, a friend of mine, uh, <clears throat> a couple of uh, um, friends of mine, they, um, their kid, they, I, I don't think both of them were raised in the church, but they don't really go to church anymore, but they were praying with their their son, who's about the same age as our kids, and, um, and uh, their son, Emerson, started praying. Dear demigod, and they were like, "Wait, are you are you praying to Maui right now?" <laughs> Maui. So, anyway, um, oh, is listening. Nate Nate Pence says, "Where was Romario, and how did you rate Darwin?" We talked about Darwin a bit, but we didn't talk about Romario. Where was Romario? Supposedly somewhere on the left side. Yeah, he and Calvo. Like, if you look again, if you look at their pass maps, it's just like awful. The whole left side was totally messed up. Is the whole plan to avoid the left left side, or are they just not getting involved? It, something I noticed in the New York City game is that nobody wants to pass it to Calvo. Um, and I actually don't understand that, because that's something he's really good at. Right, um, yeah. And, I mean, his long balls are great. But but I pointed out in my, in my piece, but Calvo is making all of these. He's not touching the wing. He's coming inside a little bit. And he's making a lot of very long passes. And then you look at Metanier, and he's either hitting short passes for one-twos or crosses. Those are the only passes he's hitting. And there's, I don't know what it is, but the entire center of gravity for this team is shifted out to the right. And 
that in theory should leave a lot of space on the left if the loons can find it, but they, for whatever reason, they can't get over there to make it happen. Um, let's, uh, Rob Spence says, what's the deal with the rock? Fraggle rock. Fraggle rock. Um, Clark Starr says, um, Opara, Alonzo, Metanier, um, all upgrades in terms of defense. So why do we still suck at defense? I mean, yeah. Eventually you have to look at the coaching staff. At one point you do, right? Um, yeah. I mean, I, I think in, in, <laughs> in this game, at some point, some hopefully someone is going to look at that. But in this game, you know, I think um, Ike was amazing. Ike had so many headers out of the ball, I, or out of the box. I thought he still was really great. Um, I Minnesota think Ma- lead the league in number of crosses uh, that other teams hit into them. Oh, interesting. Which um, is actually, which is a good statistic. Right. Because crosses are really inefficient. Yeah. Um, it also tells us that people are attacking down our wing uh, rather than. Mm, the I wonder center. how many of those come from. That's the true, left but side. it depends. I mean, uh, this is sort of a quality metric, right? But um, I, I never seem to have an issue when someone goes down our right, our right side, and they put it across. It never seems to be a problem. Look, I, I, I've, I've said it before, but I think um, I don't, I don't, I don't think that a fourback is. is is the way to, to at least solidify our defense at the moment. I think when you had Ike and you had um, Boxo and you had Coleman or someone to that caliber that you know, and then you and then you let Cobble do his thing up there. It was much. I felt I felt at least there was We've, more communication between between the line than there was. But but every time we play four, there's like seems to be like no communication between anybody and what anyone's supposed to be doing. Um, maybe, but I mean the, the the times we've seen a three man back line have been almost all on the road, almost all very defensive games. Uh, we're not going to play that. We talked about this before the game. We're not going to play that at home. We still had the same possession result though. That we one did? stretch we had last summer where we played. I think it was either June or July. I watched games at home, and won. That was mostly with the three-man back line. But then we took it on the road, and it wasn't as successful. We had. I, I, we can't keep. We can't keep changing the formation to try to find the the ideal spot for Calvo. At yeah, some point, that's true. We at some point the, the, he has to adapt to what the team's doing. I, I did not realize this. We had thirty-four percent possession in that game. Told you. Whoa, that was even worse. Okay. Yeah, wow. Bad. That, I didn't. I did not realize that. And okay. The, and the game before New York Red Bulls completed more passes in our final third yeah. than we completed all game. I think that was like a sixty. Like, yeah. Well, uh, let, let's let's cut it cut it here. Um, I, I, I think, feel like we should talk about the Rock. Do you guys understand what that question is referring to? Yes. Yes. Do you, you want to actually wanna, give you, the real please, answer? Please sorry. answer that question. Because I, I had this. But. I had this question too, and it was an, someone answered on Twitter. I guess it's a, a piece of iron ore from the Iron Range. Um, that's so like kind of like the like, good you know, luck thing. I, to touch, I thought it draw was this, bring I, the state together. That, that's what someone said on Twitter. So. I thought it was the rock from the end of Time Bandits. <laughs> Mom, Dad, don't touch it. It's evil. And then they touch it. So if anyone touches that rock, they're gonna explode. Didn't work. Didn't. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I anyway. still go with Fraggle Rock. Yes. No. Time Bandits. Not apparently. Uh, apparently, uh, no. Timely. We don't do that. All right, everyone. Thank you so much. Uh, thanks, everyone. For like being awesome, it was so 
good to see. We talked. We didn't talk about the after the game, seeing the Cooligans and hanging out with people. Hanging out with the Q. Yeah, uh, that it was, was just that was like cool. such a blast. It was so great to, for me to to see so many people in the bar this Friday night. Uh, we should talk about the fact we are playing Toronto FC. Sorry, before I cut this, but we're playing Toronto FC away, seven to nine. Um, what, what's going to happen in this? The game, yeah, yeah, yeah. The game, yeah. I thought you were going to plug an event at the bar. No, 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 Um, no. The the, the bar. I mean, we'll show the game. I think that there's a potential that their new signing Pozuelo just makes us look really silly. I did pick him up. That guy seems very good. You did book him, pick him up. What fantasy? Um, I got to get on that fantasy league thing you guys do. You have to talk afterwards, but yeah, yeah. Played well on the road so far, so. Oh, maybe we'll maybe we'll do the three four three again. I yeah, yeah. I I mean I think this is a this is a kind of a game. I, Toronto have been not so great, but not bad. Um, it's kind of a game where I, I could see them really bossing. But seeing Michael Bradley up against uh, Ozzy Alonso will will be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, we so we'll have the game on. I mean, we'll be there basically all day. We moved. Usually, bingo is in the front. We moved it to the back. So you can always watch B- bingo I- in the back or play B- bingo in the back. I- but um, uh, the the game and then there's a uh, the drag king show is going on. So it's going to be super freaking crazy after the game because it's like that's one of the biggest shows of the month. But it's all the drag kings going as drag queens. It's like the weird April April flip. Um, so, but regardless, that'll be a blast. I'm excited for that this weekend. And uh, there's so many Twitter questions out there still. I know, so. I know. We only answered some of them. Thank you, everyone, for sending us in. We'll try to make sure we don't just uh, answer Nate Pence uh, just because he <laughs> he gave us some money so we could buy a new <laughs> microphone. Nice new microphone you have there, Alex. Thank you. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. Uh, let's let's take a break uh, or let's go home. Sorry. Uh, thank you, everyone. <laughs> we'll see break. you soon, uh, Rodrigo, Alex. Thanks, guys. <laughs>